2: We're back and happy Father's Day, everyone! It is gerald Glass for the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, of course, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Soro as, AKA Ox1947 today, celebrating Lakers fast break father's day style at lakersball.com plus he's got a company that you need to go ahead and support it's simblades simblades with the y.com. also as well mr jamie sweet right below he does his five things happening right there along with the number one lakers blogger that's out there laker Tom. you know he's got some crazy trade proposals on the way for you that of course jamie sweet will always argue at <laughs> right there at lakerholics.com our good friend, John McKayland, go and support him on his YouTube channel. He's on there several times a week, going ahead and spreading the good love out there. Plus also our good friend, other good friend that's out there, Stone Hansen. As Jamie said, nobody drops the dime on the NBA podcast, especially with the out there with the NBA draft like he does. So go ahead and check out today at the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. He and the guys, this is our busiest week of the year. So, please support them today at, of course, the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And if you could do all that, plus again, the little Joe, he's not hiding, he's right there in the corner on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the little Joe with the eyeballs today right there. So, you can go ahead and get the latest notifications right there, right next to Jamie, right there. So, you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. Or if you like the Facebook page, you. Follow us on Twitch or Twitter or wherever we're at if you can. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I said if anything comes up that might be pertinent to the Lakers, I said we would go on the air this weekend, and it looks like something pertinent has come up indeed because the Phoenix Suns are finalizing a trade. That, whether it's two teams or eventually three teams, it's looking more and more like it'll be three teams where. Bradley Beal will be headed to the Phoenix Suns for a package that includes Chris Paul, Andrew Shaman, a lot of seconds, and some pick swaps, or a pick swap. But right now, according to Woj, it's pick swaps. And here today, (laughs) Jamie is already shaking his head. And here today to discuss this and how it's going to affect the Lakers, also wanted to go ahead and put on there as well the destination possibility for Chris Paul because Chris Haynes says it's more likely that he'll be headed to the Clippers for a reunion there. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as ox 9047 at LakersBall.com. Plus, also what he does for us everywhere and everywhere out there in Southern California at Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, great to have you here, my friend, Mr. Simblades. Indeed, you heard the news. Bradley Beal, who I called a player that is, to me, I don't think is going to move the needle enough for you. During the regular season, it's going to be great for them because they have three volume shooters who essentially all do the same thing between him, Booker, and Durant. And then it's going to be a problem in the playoffs because not all of them can get the ball at once. But in Beal's case, he hasn't shot 40% from three since 2016, and is probably on the worst contract in the NBA. They're now in not a, they're not in the first bracket under the new CBA. They're now in the second bracket, and Bobby Marks was kind enough on Twitter, which we retweeted at Lakers Fast Break, to go ahead and explain to everybody what happens when you get into that second tax bracket, and by God, Joe, they're there
0: now. <laughs> well, the, it looks like they're going for it can't go for it more than this Uh, and at this point what do you do do you do you do you you just keep buying boats and property and investing i'm gonna be honest if i was a billionaire like matt ishbia is it ishbia that's how you pronounce it ishbia at what point do you care about losing an extra 10 to 20 million or whatever right now i've said things differently in the past i'm looking at it from my own eyes i don't care looks like now he has shown he doesn't care so with that there is some credit there right he's putting his money where his mouth is guys i'm i'm going for broke i want a championship right now so he's going to get a chance to go after it next year it's it's a lot of talent, guys. Bradley Beal may not be what he was, or whatever that was, but geez, if he's a fourth option or a third option, that could be a that could be a recipe for success. Now they they're going to need some depth at some point, uh, but with the current landscape in the NBA, just get to the playoffs at this point, and if they're all healthy, maybe they got a chance to. Run the table there. Uh, Frank Vogel is the new head coach in Phoenix. He is a defensive whiz. So you have offensive players who don't aren't really known for their defense. You see where this is going? So Frank's going to basically tell the boys, guys, you listen to me on defense, and I'll let you do your thing on offense. But you guys are going to have to get chemistry, you're going to have to kind of spread the, the, the love a little bit. And if you guys can have some good chemistry, then at that point, we're going to have a good shot at winning it all. Now, I'm going to wait a little bit longer before I call it the big four because we don't know if Aiton is going to be the guy that's going to go out of that group. I, I'm kind of going to be monitoring that to see what Phoenix wants to do there because I actually think – they can get somebody of substance or somebody of substance that can add a little depth for Aiton. And I think there's somebody out there that's willing to trade for him. And that's that, that would be a good setup as well for Phoenix. But worst case scenario, let's say they don't do anything. They got four young guys. And I say young as in the, the Bradley Beals, the Booker, and the Aitons. And then, of course, Durant's the, the vet there. And let's see, uh, let's see if they got a year in them to win a championship.
2: Well, let's see what's going to happen. But before I bring on Jamie Sweet, I wanted to go ahead and because the questions are are already abound in the chat. Mark has been a great part of it, asking these questions. Jamie, I want to bring you in here in a sec. Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics. But I'm going to bring us you and Tom talk about the second tax apron, which is now part of the current structure of the CBA going forward. I want to give everybody what Bobby Marks uh, texted out there for the certain levels of what happens to you as you progress with the second apron. So the, right now, the Phoenix Suns, with the four players that they have, the, take up the majority of their salary, excuse me, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and of now Bradley Beal, they're well over, not on the first ap- you know, apron. They're well into the second tax apron. So let's go ahead and go ahead. I want to go ahead and give you a rundown, and I'll hand it over to you, Jamie. Blue day after the last day of the 2023-24 20, regular season. So that was last week, Tuesday, when the Golden Knights here in Vegas were winning their championship. <laughs> that was the day after Jokic and Murray dipped into the pool because they won their championship. So let's go ahead. If you're in the second apron at that time, you're unable to use the taxpayer mid-level salary exception. You're unable to use a taxpayer exception generated in a prior year. And starting in the 2024-2025 season, a team's pick is frozen in the first year. It exceeds the second apron and then is moved to the end of the first round if it exceeds in two of the next four years a total out of three out of five seasons. So, yeah, it's it's right now very concerning. Before I go even further, I'm going to go ahead and bring Jamie in to let everybody knows what happens after July 1st. So before right. we even get to that, my friend, again, you can take a look at it on my Twitter feed at Lakers Fast Break. But, Jamie, like Joe said, they're going all in, and I guess that's what a team needs to do if they want to go all in.
1: Well, and that's not to say that this is the last move Phoenix is going to make, right? You know, they, they could still trade Aiton. They could still trade Campaign, who's on the roster next season. And one assumes because they don't have anybody else on the roster after that, um, they'll pick up the player option, the team option on uh, what's his name? Ishmael Wainwright.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ish, Ish- yeah he, goes, Wainwright. he usually goes by Ish right. He usually goes Ish, by Ish. Ish Wayne
1: right. So yeah. you, you could assume those six, seven guys will be on the team. It's uh, just
2: to let you know it's a partial guaranteed on campaign's contract.
1: Right. I mean they're gonna have to they they that's gonna be their fifth best player. So yeah, he's gonna player.
2: have to play point guard because they don't <laughs> have anyone to play point <laughs> they're guard. Gonna, they're right gonna now. need cam-
1: they're gonna need campaign. This is this is the campaign bust out season coming up that we're about to see, right? So mm. uh, I actually won't be surprised if the next move is to trade Aiton for more depth. Trade Aiton to um, Indy for Turner and Heald, or Turner and a couple other guys. Um, I mean, obviously, they're, they're they're looking to build around Beal, Durant, and Booker, right? And Booker, yeah. let's be honest, they don't even need Cam to run the point guard. Booker's going to be the point guard. Booker, Booker's going to have the ball in his hands. Booker's going to be making plays. He's going to be the driving offensive creative force on that team um i you know i i remember when everybody got in a big tizzy about the nets when they had harden and you know i Kyrie and, and durant and it was like oh how will the league survive the onslaught of offense that's coming your way and it's never happened it, it, it was it was a giant steaming pile of bs um the champs are the nuggets that's the team that's the team people should be geared up to beat uh, in my opinion um this is this i mean if matt uh, is, she, is she is she whatever his name is thinks this is a banner winning team that he's assembled already i think he's going to be disappointed you can't win a. you can't win an nba championship with four or five good guys we just saw that we just saw that it takes a team and you're going to get beaten in the playoffs they might they might they may or may not accrue a gaudy regular season record. You know, they might make a run or might not make a run at the Warriors or the Lakers, you know, regular season winning winning records and streaks and so on and so forth, you know, if they can figure out how to make all share the ball and make it work. None of them play defense. Joe said that right off the bat, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, Frank is going to be like, hey, guys, let's try on defense. But, I mean, we, can, we saw how quickly a locker room turned on Frank Vogel as Laker fans. And they didn't play. They did, and and they granted that team played defense, but they had guys who could play defense and wanted to play defense. Nobody on this team is going to want to play defense. I mean, they'll say, their lips will flap, the words defense will come out, and everybody will be like, they're going to play defense. I I'll believe that when I see it, uh, especially from Booker and Beal. Durant's fine. You know, he's tall, he's long, he knows how to use his length. He's a smart guy. He gets in position well. But none of them are lockdown defenders. None of them are ball hawks. None of them guard the paint. Not even Aiton. Aiton's not even all that great of a defender. He's more of a, you know, kind of catch-all, do-everything kind of good center. So I think they're at least another move away. Um, In the YouTube, Facebook, uh, in the chats, various chats, I posted the Forbes. This is a Forbes article that came out. Not all of the CBA comes into play this year.
2: It really kicks in next summer. Next summer, it
1: it gets draconic. So yeah. they kind of have until the all, until the trade deadline really to see what they think about this. And then they can. I'm sure we saw. You know, we saw we saw what we got for rush. They can blow this up. It's not a problem. They'll be able to do it, and they'll recoup picks and they'll get stuff back. The only news, really, that I find today is that I really feel like Washington got fleeced. Like, like that's all they could
2: get for Bradley Beal.
1: That's all right. That's that was that's that's the Bradley Beal hall. That tells
2: you how bad that contract it was.
1: Well, it's it's it was yes, but what. They had no moves then and they, they really don't have any moves now. I mean, that tells me that one of Porzingis, if not both of Porzingis and Kuzma, have already informed the team that they're opting out. You know, Ted Ted does want another boat, evidently, and doesn't want to go pay everybody <laughs> and not, you know, go high into that second apron, which he would have probably had to do to keep both Porzingis and Kuzma and and keep the Beal contract on the books. And that's what his basketball people told him. And then he, they said, "We want to blow it up." And he, they probably all said, "Great." Everybody probably agreed that this is the time. This team isn't going anywhere. You're not. You're, if you couldn't get into the NBA playoffs this season in the East against that that lower tier of playing guys, you weren't going to do it anytime soon with that roster. Maybe Kuz takes another half step forward. Maybe Porzingis has another pretty healthy year. But you got. The best year Porzingis I think has had as a pro in terms of health and impact. You had Bradley Beal for a quarter ish of the season, and you had Kuzma showing that he can be a force, and you couldn't make the plan. That team was never going to go anywhere. Team was so they did the smart thing. They started, and Kuzma and Beal will, or I'm sorry, Kuzma and Porzingis will opt out. They'll be unrestricted free agents. Somebody will pay them, uh, and that'll be great for them. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline
0: app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place
2: for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
1: If you have a better movie in the can... Why is that not the movie that you released in the first place?
2: I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment.
1: I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders.
2: That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week. And wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. Also as well... Mr. Joe Sorrel from Lakersball.com and me, Gerald Glassford from Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We're discussing the Bradley Beal trade. Bradley's on his way to Phoenix for Chris Paul, Landry Shamut, some seconds, and also pick swaps. What'd you say, Jamie?
1: Oops. Surgeon so, Destroy is killing in the comments. That's awesome. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Joe, I want to bring you back on. And as I do, I want to go ahead and I said to Mark, I would explain what happens now as far as July 1st to the start of the 2024 off season. So for teams that are over, you're talking about uh, the second apron. And I know Adam was talking about, is there a cap? There is a level, there's a cap, but if you go over it, you're going to get penalized a certain amount. If you go over it again into the second apron, which is what we're talking about which is where phoenix is at then you're really in some trouble because you really limit the way you can go ahead and build your team going forward but you better have be very happy with your team before you do that so July 1st to the start of the 2024 off season if you're in the second apron you're unable to use the taxpayer mid-level salary exception you're unable so free agency is going to be really hard for you unable to use a a, a tax player exception in excess of 110% of the salary so really you're going to be not able to bid very much on free agents you're unable to sign a player that had an original salary of 12.2 million or more and was bought out of their contract so basically you know if there's any uh, contracts that are bought out over the course you know after the trade deadline when we see all those buyouts that's going to be very uh, close to impossible for you to pick up some good players during that part of the season as well. So I tell you, Joe, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, Phoenix is going to make its bed right now. And most likely it's going to have to lie in it.
0: Well, it's not like you've got Charles Barkley and Hakeem Olajuwon on their last legs. Three of these four guys are relatively, relatively young and can, can play for the next three to four years uh, in a relatively healthy state and in their primes, but I, I, I think, I think Aiton is going to get dealt. I just I don't see how that would fit. At I the like moment.
2: Jamie Sweet. You know, remember Indiana was the one that offered Aiton that a yeah, million yeah, contract that Phoenix match.
0: I mean, if you are gonna if if Indiana is gonna make that trade, they're gonna have to do something with with you uh healed and um turner turner i just don't know what those guys are doing over there in indiana that's i feel like they're they're constantly shooting blanks i don't know if it's just rumors that keep coming out of there for no reason or pritchard's just like look i'm i don't know what you guys are talking about i'm not doing these trades i don't know what they do in indiana uh, I just I don't I don't really know. I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, here in a few weeks what the what the deal is. But if I'm Phoenix, I'm obviously open to seeing how the Aiton situation can develop uh, to, to to allow some depth to obviously maybe get get some salary back a little bit from what you've done with with Bradley Beal, and then at that point go from there. Uh, the issue with Phoenix. His two of your best players are, I don't know, Temperamental, Durant, Booker. Uh, Frank Vogel's going to have to figure out how to tap into that and kind of toughen them up. Having Bradley Beale there uh, helps out a little bit because he's he doesn't play like a pansy sometimes, and, and Kevin Durant and, and, and Booker do sometimes. Aiden has turned into a, a a a you know what and maybe that's just resonating it's just resonating and that's maybe why monty williams wasn't able to connect with these guys maybe monty williams was hammering these guys in practice mentally cuz you're you're looking at monty williams i mean we've we've discussed monty williams in the past about how about his mental fortitude it's one of the more phenomenal minds in terms of being able to handle adversity that i've seen because uh, most of the stuff has, has been personal, and that's that's the ultimate barometer to me. So imagine him being in practice, de- dealing with what he's dealt with, and having these guys crying and whining like little girls, and him calling them out, and all of a sudden they're crying like babies uh, about how he's mean to them. I'm I'm totally speculating here, guys, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Because I've seen I've seen Devin Booker play, I've seen DeAndre Aiden play. They play. Uh, Booker plays like a superstar on occasion, but when when the screws are tight, he he folds. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is clearly mentally affected by the soft moniker. He plays like a softy. And then, of course, you had Chris Paul in there that has added his own recipe of problems. And then you got Kevin Durant, who hasn't been right since he went to Golden State. He, has, he is mentally scarred and his brain has been branded by social media worse than any player I've ever seen in, in sports. He has been destroyed mentally by social media and he just seems to get worse. And his body is going to continue to get worse as he gets older. Talking about a guy that's been in the league since 2007. Uh, you can almost say that He's kind of in that LeBron area where he's got a year or two left. So you better take advantage of next year as well as a year after. And you know, it's gonna depend on the chemistry, obviously. That's if those if some of those guys can look at it as a hey, look, I'm not gonna try to shoot 35 a night, Booker talking to you. If if he can play like the Denver Nuggets played as a team, you're gonna have a chance at seeing something here where they could go deep and they could have a chance at winning it all.
2: I'm just going to say this, you know, looking at it on face value. I mean, I don't get the same a hundred percent kind of vibes, Jamie, that, you know, I got the day that the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook, but uh, you know, they're all volume shooters who are often injured with those three players. I'm talking about Durant, Booker, and Beal chemistry. now. I, I do think that for the regular season could work out because if you have two of those three players at any given point in time during the season, you're going to have a pretty good season with those players. I just don't see in the playoffs, how it's going to dramatically improve your standing because the fact that they really don't have much help in the interior. This really didn't solve much problem, many problems on the defensive side or the interior where they got killed by Jokic and the Nuggets, and that's part of the reason why they got destroyed in the second round.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody got destroyed by Jokic, so it's not surprising. But, um, you know, that's that's why Godzilla is Godzilla, and Jokic, the Joker, is the Joker. But, you know, it, the, the health of these three guys, I mean, I, that's why I put that in Bradley Beal injury history uh, website up a second ago. I, I, that's that's the key for any, I mean, the Nuggets weren't the Nuggets the last two seasons because they weren't healthy, right? Like, and and they talked a lot about that. Like, this is our first season where we were all, you know, for the most part playing together the whole season. And it showed in every facet of the game on both ends of the court, all playoffs long. It was never not on display. They dominated because of their chemistry, their collective talent, and their cohesiveness and yes you know Jokic was the the brightest burning star in that you know in that galaxy but he didn't do it alone jamal murray and he didn't even do it together that whole team stepped up on both ends of the court all playoffs long in every single series and mike malone coached his ass off he outmaneuvered every coach, every scheme, every wrinkle that anybody threw at him. Anything that stopped a player or a, or, a, or momentum for a game or a half or even a quarter was addressed by the next game. It reminded me very much of Frank Vogel in the bubble, who just was hitting buttons like like Daredevil, you know, blind blindly hitting buttons correctly every single time, um, which makes me wonder how repl- replicable this Denver Nuggets run is. It's it's funny to already hear news reports coming from the, the Jokic camp about how he's tired about doing tired of all the PR already and tired of this tired of stuff. He's already in Serbia, racing horses. Right? He's yep. he's done. He's ready to he's ready to be done uh, with all the talking. But uh, it, that's the thing about the NBA, man. It, it will not. It's, it's, it's not done chewing, and it will continue to chew on you until you either get to the end of your career or you break. <laughs> One of the reasons it's hard to, like, for a team that's really good to just keep doing it, because it takes this toll on you that you don't really anticipate. Everybody thinks winning is so wonderful, and I think in the moment it is. But then after that initial euphoria – all you, have, all you have left in front of you is trying to do it again. Not being, not guaranteeing, trying, just trying. And so that gets to be a lot. And it can wear wear, it can wear a brain down, it can wear a soul down. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, everybody, you know, physically, I think, you know, if the Nuggets can stay healthy, they've got as good a shot as anybody else winning it every year for the next three or four, five years. The mental toll will be an interesting thing to see, see. And can they keep, you know, a lot of these rope work, Role players on the roster together. I don't. I don't know how long Aaron Gordon is for that team. I don't think he's a restricted free. I don't think no. he, I think he's under contract for another season he, right?
2: At, at least. And then the the only one it, that they have to worry about right now are Brown. Brown. Yeah, absolutely, and Green. Yeah. If you really want to bring him back, but he. Yeah, but I know, mean,
1: he's he, he's he was you know, an old guy. He he only yeah. I, he. I mean, he may he had some timely buckets, and I would list him on my. I would put him on my. Hey, this guy stepped up when you needed him list, but that's not he, something that. Well, the only thing
2: I want to ask you, leading into Vogel though, both you guys, I want to hear this, yeah. and it may not be a huge deal, but are you concerned at all the fact that there's been two coaches in the Los Angeles Lakers system that have gone to the Phoenix Suns in the past few days? Does this concern no. you at all, Joe? No. Jamie doesn't, don't? No, no, that
0: was that was Vogel's guy. That's why he left LA yeah. for Phoenix. Miles
2: Simon went back to the the Luke Walton days because they both played at Arizona and all that. Yeah. so... Yeah, that and the other an guy name. too, and the same thing with the other coach as well. They were they were previously before Vogel, so whatever they did with Vogel made an impression on him. That's how that's why they're jumping. Ship Vogel through. Vogel
0: is the guy that's not going to necessarily call you out in practice. Maybe that's what Phoenix's fo- focus was on. Let's get a coach that can pansy these pansies so that they don't have their feelings hurt. I mean, it's that simple, guys. It's nothing. I mean, try to prove to me that Devin Booker didn't cry in practice and DeAndre Aiden didn't. Oh, the no, fact that you, DeAndre ain't quit like a little girl—I'm sorry, I keep I'm keep <laughs> insulting little girls—he quit like Ben Simmons. I mean, come on, it's it's not it's 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 hilarious how most of these guys will cater to the crybabies and you wonder why people get entitled and you wonder why the more the years pass by you have less grown men working around you so with that a little bit of me is in that kind of purgatory area where i want frank vogel to succeed because i have a lot of respect for him Mm -hmm. but do i really want to see Somebody like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. win. Well, if they're going to want to win, they're going to need to toughen up a little bit or at least have some kind of unselfish chemistry. So we're going to get a chance to see if Bradley Beal can draw that out of them. That's that's where I stand on that because I think Kevin Durant is a he's more of a merc. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he... I don't know what he does with, with people. I mean, I'm sure he probably just goes to practice, goes to the games, and goes home and does whatever he does, which I'm okay with that. It's just it's sad, going back to what I was saying about Jokic in the last show, how there's really no representative of the NBA, all the great players. LeBron's kind of on his last leg, so it's not fair to to keep him uh, as, the, as the king of, of the league. But where are the guys that are going to hold the mantle? Where's the pride in in, in carrying or advancing the league from a, from a, from a image standpoint, instead, you got this dope, dopey looking guy from Serbia who can't wait to get out of the court. Well, if that's the case, then you're not going to have a lot of people that give two craps about you or your league. Right. And then you got somebody like Kevin Durant who had who had the ability to, to kind of be that guy and he's 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 too affected by trolls on the internet criticizing him I mean really no. what do what you what is this it's just it's just I don't know I, the NBA is going to still make their money they're still going to get their TV money they're still going to get their advertising money so it's kind of a moot point I guess uh, I'm just sitting here playing the get off my lawn guy right but, let, but let's be but honest. But you do
2: a good job of doing that. Well, let's, doing be a great job. let's
0: be honest. Don't you think that the, the, the enthusiasm of being the best in your league and and, and and having the pride to represent it, don't you think that's important? What? Don't you think it makes the league better that way? These guys don't give two craps about it. So for me, I'm looking at it this way. I'm going to still enjoy it. I'm going to still watch the games. But I'm going to lay down the smack. I'm going to, and I'd love to say, I'd love for it to get around and maybe, maybe it, it might trigger something. I don't know. It'll probably trigger the other way, which is fine by me. Cause I like doing that too. But I just, I just think it's kind of just sad that you have, you had Joel Embiid win the MVP this year and he fizzled away like bacon, uh, burnt bacon, because he, all he cared about was it, it turned into this story about his MVP. I'm like, dude, You're a favorite to win the championship. Why do you keep talking about this stupid, irrelevant MVP that that Kobe Bryant and and Shaquille O'Neal won once? One time. Okay. Two of the most iconic players ever won one MVP. Just like Al Pacino won one. How the hell has Al Pacino won one Oscar? You knew we'd go there. How the hell? Is that even fathomable? Al Pacino literally has at least 10 iconic characters. There's... Oh, <laughs> barely have a, a quarter of an iconic character in life, in movies, whatever. This guy has like 10. He might have Had,
2: 15. And, well, hold on. And happy father's day to Al Pacino, a recent father as well, at 83. It's, <laughs> it's just... Uh, so what... what
0: just... Uh, there you go. What, what, where, where do we go from here? Oh, man. Where do we go from here?
2: Once again, it's the Lakers' fast break. It's
0: Gerald Glass from Longwood. Joe what's, what's the new award that's going to be coming this summer? Uh, the uh, Little Engine That Could Award?
1: The Spirit Award. Yeah, the Spirit
0: Award. Is that what's next? There's, ten, there's like 10 awards that I didn't even know existed in the last few months that I ended up hearing about. The hustle award the clutch award and then the guy that won the clutch award couldn't make a shot to save his life it's going it
1: to be the cleanest locker room
0: Ooh, and then we're going what are we going to get we're going to get a, a a semi-final mvp now in the nba finals or nba playoffs
1: you're definitely going to get a mid-season tourney mvp award coming we're going to have a
0: tournament now we're going to have a tournament and because the ratings go up people are going to be excited right you know why their the mm-hmm. raiders are ratings are up guys because of gambling and i gotta admit I'm, I'm i'm i can't wait till a big name gets caught gambling and that's what's gonna maybe that might shift this whole gambling thing a little bit hmm. gambling I, I i was okay with gambling to a certain extent but it's gotten so out of hand now with all these uh just scumbag companies sponsoring everything from it's gonna turn fake soon enough i guess maybe you might as well just accept the fact that sports is gonna be fake at some point right it's gonna be wrestling
2: well once again. well, <laughs> Once again it's the WWE you, fast. Am crazy. I wrong? <laughs>
0: oh brother. And <laughs> brother, you got some words. The NBA is the closest thing to where you can actually control it, not wait, especially with the refs. Oh yeah, no, it's bad. Uh, it, it is, it's it's true. I mean, that's well, that, what it is. For, Jamie, for, let, oh, let me so ask I'm you good.
2: this. But let me ask you this, Jamie. It was mentioned in the yeah. chat that and brought up something good that actually you and I before Joe came on the year. With us, uh, you were, you know, in those years with Frank Vogel, you were mm-hmm. very frustrated by his offensive mm-hmm. coaching scheme or lack thereof at times. No. <laughs> you you were the pre-Joe on the rants there, time in and time out on his offensive schemes. Now he gets into a situation where he has three high-volume shooters. He does have a uh, a guy that, yes, underperforms, whatnot, but he's still a seven-foot Know, athletic individual that can get probably a lot of good feeds after playing alongside those guys and getting obviously a lot of opportunities from that. But what I want to ask you this with those three high volume shooters, I'm still not convinced that this team is going to go far in a playoff setting because simply because they just don't have the defensive makeup right now that I can see them going far or the rebounding or the, the just the strength that you know, as far as that's concerned, it's just a lot of shooting, shooting, and more shooting. When it comes to to that as far as on the defensive side of the ball, you know, you, do you see an improvement with Frank Vogel because he's now in a situation where he shouldn't have to coach a whole lot of the offensive side of the ball with three players who are just really so focused on that side of the ball.
1: You could say gifted even. Wow, well, that's great for him cuz he doesn't run an offense. The offense is give the ball to the best scoring player and say go. <laughs> that's that's the Frank Vogel offense, folks. Uh, even Luke Walton liked to run the weave play from the top of the key, which, you know, I don't know how many points that ever generated, but it was, boy, was it fun to watch. Look, you know, they didn't bring Frank Vogel in for his offensive genius. If they did that, they'd have gone with D'Antoni 2.0. And who knows, maybe Mike D'Antoni might get brushed off and thrown on as a, you know, offensive consultant for a few practices here and there. I doubt he wants to travel at his age anymore with, unless he's a head coach. I mean, it's, It's this is this is a bad mix, in my opinion, of guys who won't play defense and the coach who really is good at nothing. But this is not a recipe for for smooth basketball. I think it feels
2: the worst shooter of the three.
1: And yeah. Not well, okay. first off, I think I think not. Not that I'm a huge DeAndre Eaton fan, I do want to say that even though he might not be, you know, the second coming of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or even, uh, you know, Eldon Campbell, he's he averages a double double for his career. He averages a solid ten rebounds every season. He averages over a block every season. You know, it's he, decent big man numbers. Is he overpriced? Yeah, that's not his fault because he's, he's a, a decent big career. man. Yeah, he's solid. He's a solid big man. You can have him anchor the paint on both sides of the ball and be okay. Um, And we saw Frank Vogel do well with that, right? We saw Frank Vogel do well with even worse than DeAndre Ayton at the center position. We saw him do, you know, Andre Drummond. Who's better, Drummond or Ayton? I would say Ayton's better than Drummond, right? Ayton could score. They they didn't get
2: too far with Drummond, though.
1: No, no. That was a bad move on everybody's part. But point being is, you know, when he had guys who, understood their roles, and that's where I think that that was where Vogel excelled as a coach, when everybody knew what their job was. LeBron is going to win, is going to control the offensive flow of the game from the whatever you want to call it, point guard position. AD is going to be the linchpin, the release valve on offense, and he's going to be the focal point on defense Uh, in terms of being like a free-roamer, able to shut guys down, because we have a center. We have a solid seven-foot dude, two of them, who we can play for – you know, 15, 20 minutes a game each. They're going to absorb the bulk of the banging minutes against, you know, guys who just want to pound the ball inside and drive the ball inside. And they're going to do the hard things. They're going to set the screens. They're going to box out. They're going to let LeBron grab the rebound to get the break going. They're going to let AD grab the rebound to get the break going. They're going to let other guys get the stats. They're going to do the work. That person does not exist on this Suns team. Nobody on this Suns team is going to do The work, the work plays. There's nobody. So they're going to have to scour the veteran minimums. Which is all they have access to really. uh, At this point, they have veteran minimums. They can trade Aiden and only take 110% back of his deal. So they can't even get what another team trading Aiden could get, which would be 125% of his deal, which, and there's another, there's another trade kicker on top of that. The NBA says you can add, this is where, this is where it's really going to get math wonky this summer. You can trade 125% plus 100 <laughs> and a hundred grand. And a trade is legal now if you're under the second apron. If you're not, you're stuck at 110. No extra hundred grand, no one twenty-five percent. One ten, 110% of somebody's deal. Phoenix is gonna either have to go all in on making DeAndre Ayton feel like the superstar <laughs> to like re- help him reinvent himself as a son in his mind. Well, they're gonna to have to trade him. And I think it's number two. I think that's the second domino that's gonna fall at some point, either on draft day or free agency or sometime before the season starts. They're gonna to have to at least, you know, contemplate. It may it may end up being more like a Russell Westbrook thing where you wait till the season, you kind of see how it works out with some vet minimum guys, you explore an eight and trade later in the year. Honestly, I think teams that are under the cap are the ones that Phoenix will pursue, teams like OKC teams like the spurs teams that are can bring in more salary and send out fewer players and just send them money <laughs> cuz that's what they're going to need they're going to need a tp they're going to need traded player exceptions to be able to sign decent talent that's what i think the next move will be like a move to, and you know if wembanyama is wembanyama you know having a guy like Aiton to you know be the center and let wembanyama be more like ad was in the the banner winning season for the Lakers, a little bit slimmer obviously than AD was then, but I think AD needs to slim down and play more at the four and five, less at the five anyhow. That's not the worst thing for a kid coming into the NBA at seven foot tall. You want a guy who's gonna like be the bruiser. So, and I really don't think San Antonio has a center right now. And I think they're about still 30 mil under the cap. Uh, And I'm not sure when they have to, if they, I'm not sure when, it, how, what the d- dates are for everything, for when they either have to pay their players the the sum back, uh, whatever that that whatever the difference is, um, but it'll be interesting to see what Phoenix does with Aiden. because that's I mean that's it right? Then the, what campaign makes like six mil? You're not trading campaign and reinventing the roster. You're not getting you're not bringing in the guys you need to do the work. And they need workers. They have they have plenty of CEO-type players on the roster right now. problem is that they don't have any workers, and they don't have the means to bring workers in. We saw what a team of high-priced talent and vet minimum contracts gets you. doesn't even get you to the play-in as the Lakers. Now, you know, you can argue that Phoenix might do a better job assembling vet minimum talent than we did, but I don't know about that. I'm not so sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be... It, uh, this... I know that this is like the only NBA news right now. And so that's basically why we're talking about it, but like,
2: well, this is just the kickoff, my friend. Cause it, I'm assuming it's going, I to mean, be a I mean like today or debate. this
1: weekend, like, I mean, yeah. more, maybe something more will happen tomorrow, I suppose on, on Juneteenth, but I would be astounded if it did. I think it'll, you'll see. I think they're going to give this a week or at least three or four days because they're going to accommodate Chris Paul, right? They're going to be like, okay, let's see who we can bring in to take Chris's deal. And however that works, whatever that Nets Phoenix is is, is, a, is another kind of permutation, we won't know that till it happens, but I, one would assume it would be, you know, three, four, five into next, you know, into next weekend because nobody's in a hurry, <laughs> right? You know, there's no timeline to get this done. It's, you know, you got, you got time. So the new CBA technically doesn't even go into effect until July 1st, so. Even right now, I believe Phoenix isn't hit by all of these penalties.
2: Well, they're again—they're uh, unable to use the taxpayer mid-level salary exception. They're unable. No, because no, because they're
1: way over the current cap. No, 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 no. But I just mean they well, might be
2: able. To... Well, they're the rules of the second apron after the no, last but day. That's what
1: I'm But that's what I'm saying is that that doesn't that CBA doesn't go into effect until July first. It okay, doesn't. Well, I'm
2: just I'm just letting you know what happens to them now until the first. So according to Bobby Marks of ESPN. I think Bobby you know, Marks
1: may, well, I don't know. That's what I don't, this is what I mean. I don't know. I'm not sure. That'd be interesting to see. That's what I want. These are the things that okay. really haven't. Cause There's he's got been... it
2: listed out right there. It's right there available on my Twitter at Lakers fast break. He has it listed so out. Between...
1: Gerald. I don't, I don't, I don't Twitter. Do Twitter. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Indeed. I'm too old.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check
2: planning for what's next and how to say for it.
1: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
2: Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. Joe Sorrow from LakersBall.com and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Joe, uh, which comes back to what Jamie was talking about with CP3. Uh, Chris Haynes has added in his name into the mix and reported that the Clippers are trying to work it out where they're adding themselves on as a third team because Washington is looking to finalize the deal, but also get a third team involved, presumably for Chris Paul, and it's looking more and more and more like the Clippers are in the front runners or are the front runners for trying to obtain Chris Paul for return home to Clipperland. So your thoughts on that? I mean, we talked in recent weeks about him joining the Lakers as a low cost alternative. Your thoughts on the possibility of the Clippers, if they should get CP three ahead of us.
0: So what are they going to do? They're going to send Norman Powell and Eric right. Gordon? Like what 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 exactly? What is bringing Chris Paul <laughs> to come play with two uh, infirmary guys already?
2: Again, that's just what's reported right now. I, I really what do you give up if you're the Clippers or
0: what can you give up? I wouldn't give up anything. I wouldn't I told you guys, CP3 is a veteran minimum player for those teams. Well, for the Rake, uh, Lakers, for sure, but I'm not disagreeing sure. with you. I yeah, am. There not is no. With you. I would not make. I would not pay Chris Paul thirty million dollars for the next two years. If you put a gun to my head, I'd be like, just put a canoe in it. Just, I'm done. There's no. There is no. No way. You, a coherent team should make that trade. I doubt Jerry West will advise them to make that trade. If that happens, something weirds going on. Something really weird is going on. And for Chris Paul, if he's thinking he's going to go back to L.A. as a clipper, that might mean that the Lakers have shown no interest in bringing him in as a veteran minimum. But at the same time, I, I doubt that Chris Paul is going to want to buy out on that 30 mil unless the Washington Wizards say, look, we'll just pay you the rest of Sally. It's better than having Brad the Beal's contract beyond uh, twenty twenty-four, right?
2: Well, I think that if you're talking about what it's thirty mil roughly 2025, I should say. Thirty mil if you pay CP 3s contract in full. Let's say you because that's two more years list.
0: after the after this no,
2: year. No, but the, no, it's it's fifty it, for this year, it's fifteen partially guaranteed if you if you just let him go that you're stuck with. 30 if you pay him full this year and 30 is a full option. It is, there's no, other, you know, it's either yay or nay on the 30 mil next year for the team. It's a team option next year on the full on the 30 mil. It's partially guaranteed for 15 mil this year. And then if you do pay him in full, it's 30 mil for this year as well. So if that's the case, he would have to be paid his full 30 mil. And I, I noticed that we've got the Clippers numbers as of uh, thank you, Jamie, for doing that. Marcus Morris, uh, probably someone they might be interested in because he, he fell off a cliff last year. Robert Covington also has flown off a cliff, so that's 28. And then you throw in maybe B.J. Boston or Bones Highland. Uh, I don't wouldn't, Bones Highland would probably be the one that would interest me if I'm on Washington end. So, you know, it wouldn't take that many players that are in the, the Clippers rotation to go ahead and get CP3 if you want to. But I oh, agree with Joe. You are seeing a fading star in CP3.
1: No, but the Clippers could the Clippers could jettison salary <laughs> and in the doing right like you know these I, are don't, three I,
0: guys. Can't, I can't understand why Clippers would make that trade.
1: No, I don't. I don't, I don't either. That would I, I'm a, not saying I'm not saying shun- I'm a favorite. I'm just saying that it, in theory it could work. Why? I don't know. I mean. I mean, the Clippers are, you know, up a creek without a paddle because, you
0: don't. Go ahead. Do it then. I'm I'm, I'm for it.
1: I mean, if you're Chris Paul, you don't mind. You get paid your full
2: 30 mil, right? You get
1: paid your full 30 mil. You move back home, right, where I'm sure he's got a nice house somewhere in L.A. Uh, I don't know for sure. He might have sold his house, actually. Um,
0: Yeah, all the celebrities are selling their homes over there because they realized, oh, yeah, I want my money, too. Right.
2: (laughs) But again, when it comes to what we're seeing, though, it is something that it is a chess match paying. Uh, I am actually glad the Lakers are not involved in this. I really yes. think that, you know, in a playoff setting, regular season wise, Joe and, and Jamie, I think this is going to help Phoenix because again, with the way that they are injured, you have probably two of the three stars there. Their their top three guys. I'm not counting Aiton. Two of the top three guys there Playing at some point in time during the season. I'm imagining that they're going to get hurt each and every one of them at some point in time. So you figure they're at least going to have 50 to 60 games with two or three, two of the three out of the three top players that they have. They all have similar games and that they're volume shooters. So, regular season, I think it's going to be fine for them. The playoffs, I think, is where they're going to disappoint once again. I just because they don't have anything for the inside. DeAndre Ayton, as Joe pointed out, is just not enough. Guys, uh, any thoughts on that? Or Joe? I mean, you. I mean, you mentioned, like I said, with DeAndre Ayton, I just don't think it's enough. I just, I just don't think that's going to win you a, a championship with that, with that lineup. Uh,
0: the focus this summer should be the Lakers, Denver maybe seeing what Miami does in the offseason that can help them get at least one guy that can help Jimmy Butler at the end, at, at the end.
2: Could it be Lillard? Uh,
0: I, 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 I would like to, th- I would like to say that that's probably who Pat Riley is looking at. What he's going to have to give up. Isn't the issue. It's what Portland will accommodate Damian Lillard with. And it's the perfect scenario for everyone if you think about it. Uh, if Damian Lillard says, "Look, guys, you guys know I've been loyal, right? I've, I've been there for you guys. I tried. We couldn't, we couldn't get a top pick to get uh, Hey Guys, come on, you know, do me, do me a solid here." So the first thing that Portland's going to want to do is they're going to want to send them east, and I going to want to keep them in the West. Miami is the perfect place to go. Money-wise, you go into a uh tax-free state or at least income tax in florida that helps lillard's agent make make it clear and nice and lillard goes to a team that has jimmy butler on it and likely will have bam out of bio because i don't think they're going to trade bam or jimmy butler in that deal because they have to keep kind of like the core there and have enough size to accommodate a perimeter heavy offense and if you have Dame Lillard, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler, now in the East, being what it is, you can almost guarantee, barring any injury, that Miami's going to go back to the finals next year. And then at that point, might have a chance at winning it all with Damian Lillard as, uh, as really the one option on that team. Jimmy Butler would probably shift over to two.
2: That's a good point. That may be easier for him than playing the wing. Uh, primarily that he does now. Maybe that's a little bit going to be a little bit easier for him if he goes down. If I had to bet,
0: if I had to bet, I bet that that's how it ends out. And because so, Chris being, Haynes is
2: reporting that the Miami has focused on Damian Lillard. It is, and
0: when when I heard that Bradley Beal was it was between Miami and Phoenix, we hadn't heard Phoenix in that m- mode. I almost instantly knew that. Miami wasn't going to give the Wizards what they wanted. They probably just said, look, we'll do this. Or maybe they didn't want to take on Bradley Beal towards the end. They're like, maybe, you know what, this isn't going to work. Let's go after the really big fish, which is Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard, either we go after Dame Lillard or we just run it back. I think that's what Pat Riley's thinking right now. But I believe as soon as Damian Lillard says, I want out, I believe he goes to Miami uh, not too far after that.
2: I would go for a package of Kyle Lowry, and you're saying Tyler Hero. Duncan Robbins could be in the mix because, uh, you know, he did find himself solidly in rotation this year. But we saw the lapses, Jamie, in, in his game. Defensively, he got killed by Bruce Brown in the playoffs, in the finals. We saw that, you know, even in other rounds, he was getting hurt there too. Yes, he could be uh, you know a great benefit as far as his shooting is concerned, but we, we saw, a, last we saw year. the same
0: thing happen in 2020. We saw this, you know. The mm-hmm. Tyler Hero is this amazing shooter, and Duncan Robinson was a scary shooter. And as soon but as you they saw met Duncan
2: the, Robinson couldn't even get off the bench yeah, last as, season. Yeah, as
0: mm-hmm. soon as the soon as the, the, the West teams came in, it was bye-bye birdie to all these guys. And <laughs> it was It was, it was just, I'm sorry. We, 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 if there's one thing we really needed to understand in the finals is that the East is, and will be in the foreseeable future, an inferior conference. And it hasn't stopped for close to 24 years. For 24 years, the East has been the secondary conference and they've won championships and the only, I've gone through this before, the only team that you could say dominated, at least in the finals, was the 12, 2012 Miami Heat. But they struggled in the East. They mm-hmm. had to come back from a 3 2 deficit against Boston. There's just not been an East team that has dominated from, from start to finish. They just don't have it. They have to kind of get lucky. They have to kind of get through a certain setup, or they have to have an out-of-this world performance by someone. There's no there's no East team that's that's dominated, like let's say the Bulls in the 90s or Detroit. They just they're not there. It's not there. They have been really sucking for a very long time. And this this year proved that all those amazing teams that were in the East: the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Miami Heat. Oh, actually, technically, Miami wasn't supposed to be as good as they I were. That again. Right? You, you, we had the top four, right? Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Philly, and who else? That was it. That was it, right? It was the top yeah. three. Who was going to win? Who was going to get the finals? Next, and then New York, right? So who was going to who going to go between those three? That was originally the discussion. Whoever won the Philly Celtics series was supposed to win it. Was supposed to go to the to the finals. But the problem is that just we've talked about this just tonight and uh, beat more concerned about personal stuff. Boston is missing one guy. They're missing another guy. That's it. If they get one more guy uh, and they're going to have to use Marcus smart as, as, as that, that, that trade piece to get that guy, they need another guy that can shoot when it matters. Otherwise they're going to keep running into these problems at the end. Uh, as far as Milwaukee, Milwaukee, They've underachieved at this point a little bit. They should have two championships at least. They should have at least two. But it's a tough league, I guess. <laughs> and we'll see what Monty Williams does over there. So good luck to them. I do like Giannis, and I do mon- like Monty. And Middleton, I believe, is going to come back. So they're, they're going to have another run. No, no, Monty's,
1: uh, Monty's in Detroit. I'm sorry, yeah. not
0: Monty, Jesus. Adrian um, Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Adrian, Adrian Griffin. Sorry, guys. i had Monty on my mind before. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. And I think I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to repeat. It's hard to be a perennial winner, guys. It's it, you know, there's a reason why. Really, there's only been three great teams in this century that I've repeated, and two, two of those Kobe. guys had Kobe Bryant on it. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> uh, you know, and then that, you had you had. I tell you had, something about what it takes. Right, and then you had. I'm not trying to dilute the Golden State Warrior run, but guys, they had four guys in their prime at the same time, and they barely won back to back because they almost got bounced by Houston in, in, in 18. I, it's gonna sound like Laker homerism, but let, listen to what I'm saying here. Look at the no. dominance. If you look it's at truth. the dominance it's truth, it's of the truth. last, I, it's true that that is true. It's true. It last twenty four years, now, it's it last, it, 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 the last twenty four seasons, when you look at dominant teams that have won, I mean, do the do do go look. Don't don't listen to me. There's there's <laughs> been there's been one dominant team in the last thirteen years in my book, and that was the two thousand fourteen Spurs. And you can say to some degree, Denver this year, maybe they they kind of dominated from beginning to end. You know, they were the one seed all the way through, and they they kind of turned it up a notch. Uh, but we're still kind of like, eh, right, 2014 Spurs, and then you can kind of give uh, the consolation prize to, to Denver this year. It's very hard, very hard. Um, I'm not counting. Golden State in 17 and 18. I'm sorry, I won't. There was too much talent there for it to count. Anyone with those four players, no matter where it was, would have won. That's just too much talent. Four guys in their prime. Four guys that are going to go in the Hall of Fame. It costs cost LeBron a even bigger legacy if that's possible.
2: We'll see what happens, guys. But uh, a lot of things are uh, shaking out. This is uh, something that was going to kick off, hopefully, a very busy week for everybody in the NBA and all of us here at the Lakers fast break. Adam says, I think Denver could get beat next year by several teams. The Kings, the Warriors, the Lakers, even Oklahoma City could oust the Nuggets. Mm, it's not a get crazy with the Kings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kings.
2: Or, or, okay, I think OKC is still a year away. They have to gel. I think it's first... Whole, yeah. I, I think Chet, we've got to see, I got to see Chet on the court in an NBA uh, platform. I saw yeah. him, you know, you know, yeah. as far as what he did before, but I, I really want to see what he looks like on the court, you know, coming off his injury. We'll see he's what gonna happens. Look tall. But, he's going to yeah, look he's very tall. tall, but will he look, be effective? You know, same thing with, you know, what's going on with Wemby Amo. can we see how he looks on the court? We think he's going to dominate, but let's go ahead and see that if it's going to happen in practice the Kings, Do you think the Kings are, you know, did they play above their heads? A lot of people are going to be saying yes, and that there's a fall expected, uh, you know, once everybody realizes how to play against the Kings. So we'll see what happens there. The Lakers, they do need to build some depth. They do need to go ahead and retain some key pieces. And, you know, obviously we're going to talk about that here as well. And, of course, with the Warriors, you know, now that they lost one of their major forces behind the scenes, what are they going to do as far as they got Mike Dunleavy Jr. now sliding into the slot uh, and is someone, is he going to be uh, going to do that? You know, is he going to have the same kind of success trying to map out when you've got a second tax apron now and a new CBA that's going to severely limit you? The Phoenix suns going forward will be a, a litmus test and a barometer of how you're able to go ahead and maneuver when you've hit that second tax apron going forward, because Jamie and Joe, by God, they have hit that second tax apron. There's, there is no doubt about it now. Absolutely none.
1: Was there ever? I mean,
2: well, I was kind of, you know, before Beal, but now with Beal, my God, that's, that's, that's going away. They're, they're, they're all in at this point with what they have right there. Do you think that's going to be enough?
0: Well, it's going to come down to do these guys see. Here's the other part of the negative with paying all this money is when these guys are making fifty million dollars a year. Do you think they're really playing hard? You think they're really focused on winning? No, not
2: during the regular season.
0: You know, mm-hmm. if 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 Kawhi Leonard was making five million dollars a year, he would have retired last year. The only reason why he hasn't retired is because he's making ten mm-hmm. times of that money, right? Right, totally. So it's totally. it's not it's there's. The the, the balance of motivation and money is is probably the hardest thing in sports. How are you going to – and I I like that name, uh, Mark, Cesspool. That's a beautiful nickname. I'm actually going to use that from now on. Mm -hmm. He's a perfect example of that. Look what he did in in last year's playoffs. He was the third best player on that team. He was the third best player on that Golden State team, if not maybe the second best player during that run. And look what happened after, what, four months? He's getting punched by Draymond Green, and it never they never recovered. Bob Myers is like, I'm out. Steve Kerr couldn't reel anybody in. You know, Mr. Nice Guy Steve Kerr, who understands everyone's problems and is there to help you and be supportive. They completely disrespected him, right? I mean, seriously, I'm not a big Steve Kerr fan. In terms of his methods, I think it's a little, you know, whatever. But for them, that's the guy. That's their guy, right? Completely just couldn't couldn't connect anything after all this. Four-time NBA champion coach. He couldn't reel them in. Why? And complacency. Now that could go. Both ways, too, in the situation. Why did Bob Myers retire? Retire. Quit. Right. All well, time. let's take a break. Well, because he probably wanted to revamp the team, and word around the campfire is Steph Curry's like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. What happened the last time a big star like Steph Curry said, let's do this? We were saddled with Russell Westbrook. Players play management especially ones who have credibility bring in this bring in the parts that's why they are executive and management because they're in the gyms looking at talent they're scouting they're sending their scouts they're working on that steph curry is either playing basketball or doing cooking shows with his wife or whatever it is that they do okay he's playing not in the golf gym. whatever so on TV for big money, so with him doesn't and matter. Doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter how much that, how that kind of goes. You, you look at the whole Michael Jordan last dance with Jerry Krause and all that. At the end of the day, Jerry Krause hired Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause traded for Scottie Pippen in the draft. Jerry Krause drafted Horace Grant. Jerry Krause did the unpopular trade of sending Charles Oakley to new York for Bill Cartwright and so on. Sometimes the executives need to do their thing, and then what happens is when you screw that up, you start to screw up their job because now they're getting it from both ends. Well, Bob Myers is one of those guys who said, You know what? If you got if you're gonna let Steph Curry be the GM, I'm out.
2: Well, uh, the new GM in Washington, he comes from the Clippers. This is alleged, so. by the
0: way, guys. I don't know if this is how it happened, but. I'm trying to figure out. I've, I've been trying to figure out why Bob Myers was leaving. I already knew he was leaving. When he didn't sign his contract with me, I was like, this guy's leaving. Why, why would he not sign a contract? He's leaving. He's leaving now. And then words started coming out that this is why. Well, it makes sense. He probably wanted to trade Clay Thompson, and Steph said, no. Can't do that. You cannot do that as a player. You got to let. Even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar used to say things when when they were talking about coaches. He would say things like, well, he's the coach. So that's his job to tell us what to do. Now, it's not fair, you know, because that guy got, was coached by the Wizard of Westwood. He already knows that. Why does Michael Jordan – why was Michael Jordan so great beyond the talent? Because he was coached by Dean Smith. Dean Smith taught him how to infuse everything he has in a team concept. Same thing with Kareem. It's it's just coaching matters, guys. Coaching matters.
2: Well, it's obvious with the hiring of, or just their whole new front office in Washington with Michael Winger coming from the Clippers. Uh, they got Travis Schlenk, who was formerly with the Atlanta Hawks. And now Will Dawkins is now He was with the OKC Thunder. He's now with the Washington Wizards as their GM. It was clear, Jamie, that their first priority was to get off of that BO contract as fast as possible, even if it means not taking what could have been the best deal. I mean, it could have played it out a little bit longer, a little bit closer to the draft. They didn't. They decided to bail on it ASAP. I know it's not going to go down as the best deal you could have made but do you think this was the right move for Washington and that they got rid of an individual that they just, again, as I called it last week, I think he has the worst contract in the NBA.
1: Yeah, they had to, they, they they had to hit the reset button like three or four seasons ago and they kept, they kept, you know, stretching it out. They kept, you know, up in the, they kept, they stayed at the craft's table two two players too long, you know? they didn't leave when the dice got cold so they had to leave they had to leave the table eventually eventually you know you got you got to go to bed they're going to go to bed for a while now um, I, I i i'm i'm serious i don't know that this deal comes i think because it's not july 1st they can do they'll have more flexibility no they can't use their exceptions yet because those aren't available to them until free agency which hits july 1st or seventh or whatever that is. But I think they can take back or move salary around at a higher level than they will be able to in a couple of weeks. And I think that's why they're doing the deal now. now I don't know who to ask <laughs> that question. Uh, if you want to ask Mary Kuhn on Twitter, uh, Gerald, that would be a wonderful question to get an answer to, but i'm 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 ninety nine point ninety percent sure. This is my gut here. I don't again, like joe, i'm I'm speculating here. I think the reason they're doing it now is because they have more cash flexibility with whatever it is they are sending in and taking back. The new CBA does not not go into effect until July 1st. I know that. That's, that's published knowledge. So if this is under the old CBA rules, they can send out more than they can in a couple of weeks. And I think, to be honest, that's why they're doing it. And I think Phoenix is doing it because – I, I honestly I don't know why I don't understand how you could have just watched a team win the NBA Finals and then think let's redo what the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers have done. I, I don't understand how you could come away from this season thinking that's the recipe for success. Yep, here we are. So yeah, uh, we are. it's gonna it's gonna be interesting indeed. Um, no, yeah, sorry, yeah, no zero chance. Kuzma comes back to the Lakers. We had our chance with Kuzma, and we blew it. Uh, another great uh, another great Pacino line. You had or not uh, that's not well, Pacino. That's the Nero. That's the and, and Copland. The Nero. Yeah, the yes. Nero and Copland. That's you had a chance and, that, that you, a chance was, and you blew it.
0: you blew it. it. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it, was, was, the, it was it, was, eating it was really... a sandwich and
1: never give me any napkins. <laughs> So good it's so good that's one of the best performances in that and movie. joe i thought that's of you while i was watching it because i knew you would love that movie
0: look honest to god that when he's talking about the names and he's like f him f him, f him yeah. too i've, I've said, said that god knows how many times in my life you said it I, probably didn't just see, today. I didn't see i didn't see copland until after and i was like
2: <laughs> it's like, a really good, good movie oh Again, man De Niro! one of De N- sly's best performances
0: well i i think yeah. I, I don't think people really give sly enough credit for being a good actor and i, I no, had actor. I, I had i had talked to people about this. this is the difference between uh arnold and sly i said arnold has had cringe acting in movies i'm talking just look at you with your millennial
1: terminology i've
0: never seen stallone do a movie where i was like geez, that was really bad acting. So we get back to Kuzma
2: real quick, and I want to go ahead and touch on this. I think he's going to re-sign ultimately with Washington at an overpaid price. Yeah. As much as we want to say we love Kuzma, we do know we do. his limitations. He is an extremely volume <laughs> three-point shooter, a.k.a. he's not that good at three no. behind the arc, but he We're loves three shooting three. it. will never stop shooting it. Does give you a lot of heart, defense, and rebounding. But yeah, I think he's gonna go back to Washington or sign a big contract over hundred mil. Jamie, you thoughts on that? 100 percent. Yeah. I and I, I would don't be think surprised if it. he doesn't
1: stay wizard. I think they'll yeah. they'll 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 pitch him like, you're the star of the team now. You wanna stay? And he'll go, uh huh, uh huh. I see that Bradley Bill money, and I go, yes.
2: The only hey. thing I say, Adam, to that though is okay, let me just say this that trading away K C P trading away Kyle Kuzma did give us a year and a half of pain with Westbrook, but Westbrook, his contract eventually, like Laker Tom prophesized, just took it about seven months after prophesized until around the time you prophesized. I'm sorry, seven months? It brought us some players. Seven months? Yeah.
1: Seven months. It was like a year and a half. It was a year and a half yeah, well, of bad yes. prophecy.
2: Okay. Well, I'll tell you, but it did bring us yeah. players that, that yeah. helped the Lakers win to the point where they got to a conference finals. So. I mean, how
0: can you, how can you not deny that that trade was one of the worst trades in sports history?
2: Oh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to deny it at all. Right,
1: the Westbrook obviously number
0: one for the Lakers, without a doubt. Uh, I I don't know what happened in. You uh, remember this... what
1: I compared it to?
0: No. What was it? I wasn't. I wasn't on the show when you first talked about it
1: no it was me and let's tom let's just
2: say it's let's just say i was just going it yeah let's just say it was there really, there are blimps that don't
1: fly very well yeah
2: let's yeah yeah exactly let's what? just say they were checking for a, a, an annual excuse me. A now and again man's checkup how about that how about that
0: yeah so, colonoscopy
2: yeah. yes there you go bing 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 ding 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 i did compare it on the air to a colonoscopy
0: yes i did yeah. okay uh
2: that
1: day.
0: I don't see the no. I don't see the comparison, but I, I whatever floats your boat.
1: It was it was it was it was gonna be a bad and yeah. unfun.
0: The fact that the fact that the Which moment the moment you got rid of him, you were able to go deep in the playoffs with players who had no idea what they were doing. Imagine that. No one knew what they were doing, and he went that far. That's the amazing part about this and if you just had a lebron and even 2021 you might have won the series so now you go into this offseason making sure you make the right moves the right moves is making sure you make the moves you can control so, right now
2: so let me ask you this joe and jamie okay they pulled the trigger on the trade getting bradley beal a big name Uh, who I'm not exactly in love with, but again, it's a big name who can help the Phoenix Suns, you know, with a good regular season, how far they get into the playoffs with this lineup. I'm not sure, but it is a big name. Do you see the Lakers falling into that temptation, Joe or Jamie, getting that big name or like, Ooh, big name. Ooh, we got to go ahead and give everything we have just to get that big name doing that once again. No, because we don't have enough. We don't have enough.
0: We just don't Again. have enough. No, they they learned a lesson. Number one, and the other well, you is you
1: hope they learned their lesson.
0: Yeah, Why I'm not. They learned their lesson.
1: I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to say that. I'm not willing to say that. Who, who, who's I, out I,
0: there though? I hope. Who's I out hope. there that they would get Middleton? How are they going to trade for Middleton? How are they going to trade for Damian Lillard if Portland won't send him to L.A. No,
1: that I don't. I agree with Joe there. I don't
0: see a way. It's, there's there. nothing there, guys. There's nothing there for them to make that mistake. Anyways, okay. control. Control what you can rumor control. Rumor or
2: one. There's, I don't know. One player no, agent this, talking to the fact that they threw in the
0: the fact that they tweeted that Lakers might be interested in Kuzma goes to show you they only put right. Lakers there so they can get clicks. That's what these no talent scumbags do. They don't know how to report. They don't know how to prognosticate with any relevance or any, any, any research. They just, they go on box scores and they, Ooh, I just want to get a click. I just want to get a click. Now for Uh us, when we talk about wanting to get subscript subscribers and likes, it's not that so that we can go and make up, make believe things. We're trying to get more eyes on the show and the more clicks, eyes on the show not the bull crap because that's what these guys do they, they they feed the bull crap Ooh, lakers are not interested in kuzma again for the deadheads that don't pay attention to how the nba works oh are the lakers going to get kyrie irving how are you gonna get kyrie irving how right after right as soon as the season ended oh they're gonna go after kyrie, there's word that kyrie irving might be a laker how How now, BZ, that's a that right there is if you're going to look at something like that, does DeMar DeRozan become an option?
2: Because that's the third time we brought up uh, DeRozan. That makes sense,
0: it's not going to happen, but at least Levine makes sense. Levine, if Chicago wants to do what Washington just did, sure, but the problem with Levine. But the problem with Levine to the Lakers is it's just not possible. We'd, we'd have to we'd have to hope they want D'Angelo Russell, which is you can hope all you want. That's not going to happen. No, no it's uh, not. That's
2: a possibility because they don't have a point guard right now. No, it's don't not. Don't tell a me Pat Bev.
1: It's not a putt No, I,
0: I I think I'd rather just get a vet veteran guy that can play point guard at that point. Good point. Good point. Uh, there there is there is something out there if it presents itself. In a coherent way, I'm not saying that there wouldn't, there's not going to be a surprise that might happen like a DeRozan, but it's just highly unlikely because the Lakers need to focus on controlling what they can control right now instead of being in fantasy land and hoping. We can't hope anymore. We've done that already. Focus on getting the guys you want, Rui and Reeves. Get those guys set up. And then make sure you get the best guy possible with the 17th pick and hopefully maybe get another gem in the second round. You can do that and Max, maybe Max Christie becomes something relevant right? in the second season. I'm not going to hold pressure on him for that, but it would be nice to have some of our guys kind of step up a little bit more this next year. And then that will add only more to the depth and to the performances that are going to then preserve LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now, if Luca's listening, this is for you. Don't tell me AD doesn't belong at the four. If you tell me that he doesn't belong at the four because his shoulders got wider as he's gotten older, you know nothing about basketball. Did you see Tim Duncan's shoulders? Did you see... Kevin Garnett's shoulders from year one to year 10, what's their best position? Power, Power forward. forward. That's their best position. If Tim yeah. Duncan didn't want to play center, why can't Anthony Davis not play center? <laughs> Tim Duncan is supposed to be a big fundamental. He's supposed to be a seven-foot big, right? There's a reason. Watch the games and you'll understand. A.D.'s best position, especially now, is at the power forward position. We need a center who can not only cover him when he's on the bench, but someone who can actually cover him so that he's not guarding eight guys. Do you get it? Get it. It's not about the offense. I'm talking about defense. A.D. was guarding everyone this entire second half of the season. And guess what happened in the end? He got burnt out. You want him to get burnt out? Put him at center then. Go ahead. Go ahead. Put him at center. Go ahead. He needs to play power forward. Period. Power forward. You want him to be effective? You want him to stay the whole year without killing himself? Do it. Do that. Get a center in here that can back him up and actually back him up while he's playing too so he can guard his guy. And he'll help out a little bit, but he can't guard three guys anymore. Guys, it can't happen. Focus on that. Focus on getting somebody at seventeen and forty-seven, and keep that keep that chemistry building from draft to training camp, and then throughout the year. And Darvin Ham surprised a lot of us with his his his, his coaching in, in in the first two rounds. I hope that kind of goes into next year if he gets better just a little bit. Next year it's going to benefit the Lakers even more.
2: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Sorrow from Lakersball.com, Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and support both those great sites today. About you know, if you're a Lakers fan, you want the you know know what's going on with the latest opinions on everything Lakers, the great trade proposals Laker Tom has the five things that has Jamie Sweet turning down most of those proposals on Laker Tom. Go ahead at Lakerholics.com, plus also the great opinions and thoughts of the crew at the Lakersball.com. So go ahead and check it out today. But before we go, Zanger science says, Hey, bit guys been busy, but my opinion on this is Sun still have no defense, and Vogel may be elite in coaching defense, but you need the personnel to execute. And I think we're thinking along those same lines. I just think in the in the playoffs with that lineup unless they make more changes it's going to be really tough for them to see
0: i'm going to open this up a little bit on the the other side of this just put it in perspective frank vogel's defense allowed roy hibbert to be a runner-up for the defensive player of the year roy hibbert runner-up
2: well, if you could do that for Aiden.
0: If you can do that for with Roy Ibert, we, we saw how he played later. Yeah, but and, they had a lot of good,
1: they had a lot of good guys on that team who who got after it.
0: Sure, sure. I, I it I, wasn't I, just can, I mean I, I understand get it. it. I understand it. But at the same time, if somebody can do it, it's him. However, sure. however, yeah. I'm gonna be curious to see if we're even gonna have that discussion in a in a month. Which <laughs> a little bit of me says the cynic in me says there's no way Phoenix is going to play four guys the max. They're and gonna get B- they're gonna they're gonna use Aiden to, to 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 diversify their their lineup.
2: BZ808 says Jamie, how do you feel about Dejounte Murray? The only thing I says we're not we don't have three first round picks to trade like Atlanta did to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I like so comes like- here he's gonna come a lot cheaper than that.
1: I like I like, I like him as a player. I think he would be a good fit on the Lakers. I don't think he will be a Laker next season.
2: Just just too much. I mean yeah. Atlanta wants to be a good The, Lakers, Lakers, the Lakers have
1: a they, they have a 2029 first round draft pick and a 2030 first round draft pick to work with. Not both, one or the other. They can pick swap one of them. And uh because they can't
2: some, get to 31 yet, can they?
1: No, not till next summer. Okay. Seven oh. years out. No like, unless that changes still. under the new CBA, which I haven't heard. <sighs> Sorry, run that again.
0: I've been sick all well, time. Try to yeah. win, try to win the championship with LeBron AD era in the next two years, and then wait for Milwaukee to screw up a little bit more, and cross your fingers for Giannis after that.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Zangerstein has a good point. Roy Hibbert had a great point of attack defender, and George Hill. When yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people know george hill in his later years but he was a good point of attack defender uh and uh, pg was a good wing defender before all the injuries so that's a good point uh i just know that again when it comes to frank vogel if he does make this team at, at least a passable defense with the players that they have now and if that's what they go to war with i think that speaks volumes for frank vogel on the defensive end so we'll see search and destroy we do not need a miracle we just need smart moves we're we're very competitive we're still very competitive in the west we need to go ahead and just make smart moves and not make drastic moves no more russell westbrook trades if you trade for the big player better be someone who can go ahead and fill and check a lot of those boxes off as joe talks about if you're bringing in another star player he better be able to go ahead and get LeBron and AD down to 30 minutes a game or less as Joe talks about during the regular season and then give you enough to go ahead and get you over the hump in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens though. I I think that there are a lot of moves going to be made this week. We're going to go ahead and babies basically go cover for you all. As the news comes up, we'll report it for you here. But Jamie Sweet, I thank you so much for being part of what we're doing here. Check out his five things, articles at Lakerholics.com. And just it at Lakersball.com and support Simblades if you're in the SoCal area. Simblades with a Y.com. There you go. Absolutely. That's what you're gonna be doing tomorrow. So, everybody, have a great Juneteenth. Everybody had a, hopefully had a great Father's Day weekend. We'll be back. I'm hoping Monday. And I'm probably gonna have B Monday the way the news is gonna start to be flying this week. So we'll go ahead and keep you up to date what's going on with the Lakers and the NBA right here at the. Course, the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Have a good evening, everyone. Thanks, big chat, big shout out to you, chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Have a good one. Happy Values Day.